Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, brought to you by the Brattleboro Historical Society and Brattleboro Area Middle School. This week we are going to focus on a very important writer with a strong connection to Brattleboro, Mary Eleanor Wilkins. In 1867, when Miss Wilkins was 15 years old, her family moved from Brattleboro to Randolph, Massachusetts. For the next 17 years, Mary Wilkins lived here while she began her professional writing career. According to one of her biographers, Dr. Perry Westbrook, it was in Brattleboro that she first truly awakened to the beauty of nature, formed her most important friendships, made her early acquaintances with the world of books, and did her first writing. Her father ran a dry goods store on Main Street in a building where the River Garden is located today. Next to her father's business was Steen's Bookstore. Mary spent a good deal of time next door reading in Steen's Bookstore. People who are familiar with Mary Wilkins when she was a young woman remember her as a quiet, introverted person whose family were strict Congregationalists. Mary began writing short stories and poems while she was still a teenager. The pastor of the Center Congregational Church, George Walker, became her mentor and first editor. He encouraged her early publications in the children's magazines and journals of the day. In 1881, Mary received her first payment as an author, $10 for a poem that was published in a regional children's magazine. By 1882, she was regularly placing her poems in the most popular national children's magazines. In 1883, Wilkins' first book was published. It was a collection of children's poems and verses that had previously appeared in various magazines. Her next two books were also collections of short stories and poems for children. In January 1882, Mary was a single woman living in a tenement house on Grove Street with her cat named Augustus. She won a $50 prize with her first story for adults called The Shadow Family. Later that year, Mary sent her story, Two Old Lovers, to an editor of the women's magazine, Harper's Bazaar. The story was accepted, and Mary was paid $25. The editor, Mary Louise Booth, became Mary's next literary advisor and close friend. With the support of the Harper's Bazaar editor, Mary continued to write short stories about New England, mostly focusing on the challenges facing women during the post-Civil War years. In the spring of 1883, Mary was over 30 years old, unmarried and barely getting by financially. Word came from Florida that her father had died. He had moved to Florida to work as a carpenter after his dry goods business failed. Mary's mother and sister had also passed away previously, and she was now all alone. She remained in Brattleville for the remainder of the year and sold four more short stories to Harper's Bazaar. In 1884, Mary moved back to Randolph, Massachusetts to live with a female childhood friend. Though Mary often returned to Brattleboro for visits, she never moved back to the town again. According to her biographers, her Brattleboro years were very influential. A careful reading of her early stories and novels reveals that many of them have Brattleboro settings. In the surrounding countryside of Darmerston and the West River Valley feature prominently in her stories as well. An editor of Wilkins' first adult book of short stories suggested the book title of Green Mountain Stories. Instead, the eventual title became A Humble Romance and Other Stories, and the publication became a bestseller. In the next few years, three of the settings of Mary's first four novels were in places in and around the Brattleboro area. Mary Eleanor Wilkins went on to become one of the first financially successful independent female authors in the United States. There were almost 50 different books of her writings published during her lifetime. She was most well known for her short stories and novels depicting independent New England female characters. Mary Wilkins has been called a pragmatic feminist. 
She championed women's rights through her writings while also keeping the mainstream editors and publishers of her stories happy. Here's a quote from a letter Mary wrote to a friend. Oh, how wonderfully beautiful it is in Brattleboro. I used to walk to the head of High Street and stand and look at the mountain in winter. The beauty in Brattleboro made a great difference in my life. I think it became a part of me that remains young and defies time. We'll tell more of Mary's story next week. We would like to thank Evie and Chauhan for researching and Cor Juan for reading this week in Brattleboro history. Please join us next week for another story from Brattleboro's past. Yeah.